Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Dear Copy podcast. My name is Ren. And my name is Emily. And on this podcast, we talk about all things stranger things. And we've just had a creative discussion, uh, literally a couple of minutes before this, about which is better, <laughs> Dear Billy or the Massacre at Hawkins Lab. I am team at Massacre at Hawkins Lab and I will accept no other answer. Thank you very much. <laughs> so basically that's Emily's way of telling you that my answer was Dear Billy. It's also my answer of telling everyone who sees the Instagram poll or has seen the Instagram poll that the correct answer is actually the Massacre at Hawkins Lab because Dear Billy is currently winning. And I'm not judging people's choices, <laughs> but I I love the Massacre at Hawkins Lab and that's all I am saying. <laughs> <laughs> we are, however, taking a break from our episode-by-episode episodes to bring you an episode talking all about the volume two trailer that dropped this week we are recording this exactly one week before volume two drops um so we thought it would be the perfect time to talk about the trailer and then our final thoughts and theories and opinions as to what is happening but before we get into that there are many places you can find us and those places are apple podcast google podcast stitcher spotify amazon music and audible.com at hawkins new copy or on social media at instagram facebook and twitter at hawkins podcast or youtube and tumblr at hawkins do you copy and then a hawkins do you copy.com at some point we're also just to plug this gonna have a discord at some point look at us we are getting a community on discord I'm making some fun emojis too. And if I do say so myself, they are very cute. Thank you. They are very cute. The trailer, volume two. I'm very glad we got one. I had a feeling, I don't know, there was part of it was like, oh, we're not going to get one. But then it also makes sense that we did, considering the last episode is like two hours and 20 minutes. I am also going to need them to stop dropping things when I'm in the hospital. But no, I agree with you. I'm glad. And obviously it got quite... It's, quite close to release day so i was thinking yeah we're just not gonna get anything so i'm really glad that we did and it was like a lengthy trailer as well it wasn't even like like a tv spot or something like, no, i mean yeah there was a tv spot that obviously came out so i think you, you could assume a trailer was gonna happen because that, that's what happened for volume one as well i think there was a tv spot and then you know yeah it went from there or no it was the other way around you got the trailer and then you got the tv spot so i think as soon as that tv spot appeared on twitter and reddit and all the places everyone was kind of like okay so at some point we're gonna receive something and i'm really glad they did i would also willingly bet money on um running up that hill was not originally gonna be the the song over the top no. of that but then volume one got kate bush in the charts for the first time in something like 37 years so yeah i would like to know what the original version of the trailer was please and can they release the song that would be that would be great and unless you know they just really kind of thought you know what i think this is going to be a success so you don't know you, d- you don't know you don't know what are your initial thoughts on the trailer I think I speak for everyone that for a moment the world felt okay when we all heard Will Byers speak. (laughs) It was just for a moment and it was just a line. But that line itself to me and I think the majority of Twitter and possibly some of Reddit, who knows, means we're all assuming that Will actually has a part. He knows some stuff, like absolutely knows some stuff. I think... He is 
back in Hawkins because I, th- I think they're in Hopper's cabin. Yeah, it, it looks like the same place that was in a picture that was floating around the internet, but also in the millions Noah hair chair thing. Yeah, they're in the cabin, so obviously they're back in Hawkins. And I think, like, the second... It sounds weird to say the second he... Across that welcome to Hawkins sign, it's gonna he's gonna be turned, you know, reactivated. But I genuinely think that is what's gonna happen. I think he's gonna come back into Hawkins, and Vecna's gonna be like, "Oh, hello." See, I don't know if it's gonna be Vecna. I've changed my mind. I I, I keep going back and forth on this. I do wonder. I, I think the mind flare and Vecna are gonna be connected in some way. I think that's undeniable. They yeah, no, one hundred percent. But unless they've done a bit of a retcon, technically it's the mind flayer that Will senses. So Will isn't going to know anything about Vecna. And Vecna, by that theory, shouldn't really know anything about Will. So are we going to have two... I mean, I know it's a hive mind, but run with me for a second. (laughs) Um, So is it a thing where, I don't know, have they grown to a point where they are different entities? Within that? I'm going to smash together two of our theories here for a second. So I'm going to take your theory. Actually, no, to explain this, I'm going to take my theory first that Vecna essentially was controlling. So, like, there are... Okay, right. I'm, like, adjusting myself in my chair now. Like, I have to, like, sit. This is, like, getting down to business. So... Oh, this is a serious moment. This is, like, bit by bit. So, obviously, the first thing is that there has been a thing floating around that was it actually the Demogorgon that took Will originally because we only have one shot where it's, like, in the background when he looks out the window past the clothesline and the head is not open. You can't see the petals. So... Could wreck on it, could be Vecna, but it was probably the Demogorgon. Cause it's also not that many years since it all happened. So, I, d- I mean, Henry works quick, but does he work that quick? So, I'm going to say it's a Demogorgon. So, there's a Demogorgon. So, I wonder if what I sort of said a bit like blase a few weeks ago is what if it really was kind of like there are like denizens of the upside down and henry is like the overlord and but he's like okay i need to kill but i'm not strong enough a bit like if we think about the horcruxes which obviously we know chamber of secrets is a thing so let's send the demogorgons out to get to kill people so then that happens and then they get defeated and then he's like okay so i'm gonna send out the mind flayer sends out the mind flayer gets essentially defeated i know not really but do you know what i mean like that happens so now is strong enough and is kind of recharged and is at the point of like i'm gonna do it myself because you're all useless so that's happened so if that is the case and he is all connected i'm then gonna pull in your theory Hmm. that the he that will has spoken about for years Hmm. Yes, is the mind flayer, but the mind flayer working for Henry, so at which point is also technically Henry. Mm. So then when he's saying he, I, I do think it is interesting that in the trailer, Will says he and not Vecna. Which makes you think it's the mind flayer he's sensing rather than Vecna. Because I feel like at that point, they they all know Vecna. 
And I'm, I'm assuming they were all been a bit informed, like, okay, this is what you've missed while you've been living it up in California. Um, so there's no reason for Will to say he. And he's got a bit of a thing about saying he. He's always been he from the start. Anything about Henry sending the the Demogorgon to try and the Mind Blade to try is, I think, why would he bother? Because I feel like Henry as a character is someone that when he can get it done, he's going to get it done. Like, as soon as yeah. we had the little implant with the chip, is it Sotaria? Is that the name of it? I don't want to get it wrong. So I think Sotaria? So. Or, you know what I mean. As soon as that was taken out, his first instinct was, okay, let's go. And... Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally killed everyone. And when Eldon agreed to join him, even though he's like, but, you know, this is good. I, I didn't trick you, because we're going to team up. It's going to be great. His first it was, okay, off you go then. And... Clearly, he's had this plan in his mind that this doesn't come from nowhere. And I don't know, maybe it's a thing that he's... I like. I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of like a mind-body situation where he's tried to reach out in certain ways. Yeah. So they're all connected to him. That he's tried to reach out and that's how it's kind of happened. I mean, if there is a mind flare that exists over it... Personally, I'd prefer that because I think the Mind Flayer as a villain is a lot scarier. Is it a thing where if he is connected to everything, is it kind of like, this has failed. So I now know what the Mind Flayer can do. So let's mimic that. I also wouldn't be surprised, though. And I've said this to you before. If Will is accidentally some kind of sleeper agent... Because I think, if you think about like the activated thing, like, I rewatched that scene as he was explaining it in season three about how when he wants you, he will he'll activate you, and that's how it how it yeah. feels. And even though it's technically still like a spidey sense, so to speak, isn't that still kind of activating? If he can feel that the mind flayer is activated, no, I agree. then you know that's got to be enough in him to feel some kind of change so I, I don't I don't know maybe it's something to do with that I don't know how it would work I don't necessarily want to see Will go evil like a lot of the internet seems to want to do yeah no I want Will to be okay like yeah I want him to suffer but in a good way <laughs> exactly I want him to have a role but like be okay at the end of it you know yeah I do agree with you and I think I definitely think there's obviously like different things within the upside down and I would love the concept of the mind flare actually being the overarching thing. I don't think the mind flare is going to be overall feeling. I think it is going to be it is is going to be Vecna because also uh Jamie Campbell Power has like a two season contract apparently. Um so you know clearly that's how that's going to work. But interestingly though, I wonder if do you know like obviously that Mindfly bites Elle and takes her powers. Hmm. I wonder if that was Vecna. Like, genuinely, I think that would be... Like, if he attacked her to do that or, like, absorbed those powers back and that's what made him strong enough to be able, in season four, to start doing things again because he is strong enough. I, I just think with the concept of, like, the Horcrux situation... I do wonder if it is a bit like Quirrell and using other bodies to sustain himself long enough to become strong again. 
Yeah, well, if you think about it, season two, he's literally mapped out the entirety of Hawkins, he knows where everything is. And we've said before that, I mean, I do think that the reason the, and the Duffers actually said in an interview they're not going to cover it in season four, it's going to be they explored in season five, but they peppered it in there so that people start guessing is that the reason why, you know, the upside down is in the past and it's frozen on the day that Will went missing. I do think it is going to be more a case of that's when Elle reestablished connection and opened the gate. But at the same time, is it kind of, I don't know, is it where Will was travelling? Is that how the Upside Down was actually created in that sense then? Because we know, I mean, if we're trusting the comic, we know he went to the Wheeler house. We know that he went to his house. We know he went to Castle Byers. So that's all the forest mapped out. The light flashed at the Wheeler house. Exactly, yeah. The light flashed at the Wheeler house that day. Yeah, I know. I've said that the entire time. Yeah. It was tracking him. This is what I've said from the beginning. Something was watching him from the start. Yeah, yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But that's what I'm thinking is that there's lots of people saying, why the Wheeler house? But the light flashed. It was there. So maybe, yeah, everywhere that it was that night is trapped. Staying on the same theme as the, the lab and Henry and Elle, Brenner is definitely lying to her. And I think... She is gonna kill him, not through. Oh my god, I want just want him dead, but through. It's literally gonna be. She kills him, or she never gets out again. See, I still don't know if she'll kill him. I think he'll die in some way. I think it's very obvious that we're going to be losing Doctor Brenner <laughs> in this season. Oh, what a shame! I, I, as I said before, I, I don't, I don't think I want her to kill him because. I don't know. I don't want her to do that. I think he should get some kind of... What is the word I'm looking for? It's not punishment, but it's that kind of thing. Yeah, okay, comeuppance. He should get some kind of comeuppance. But I don't think it should be by... I I don't know. I don't want to see her kill him. I know what you mean. When you said that the other week, I it made me sort of think about it. And I think, yeah, I don't want her to kill him in the sense of her just being like, she's angry and it's that kind of thing but I think he's gonna die as a result of her needing to get out Hmm. because I don't think he plans on letting her out of there no I think on that same on that same vein we're also gonna lose Owens and I think it is gonna be a thing if Owens will be like you need to go and Brenner will be like no Uh, because he is suspiciously missing (laughs) from the trailer and it might be because <laughs> yeah you know he's just completely not in those scenes but when we have Brenner carrying l out owens is just not around so which is quite sad actually i i quite like owens i don't mind i think was his decisions in season four necessarily the right decisions maybe not the way he went about it but i think generally he was they're thinking this is literally for the greater good. Annoyingly, I'm going to have to work with him because out of the two of us, he is the only person that actually probably yeah. can solve this. And it's a case of kind of, you know, mm-hmm. working with your enemy because you have to. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, I, I just don't think Brenner's going to let her out. I think he's going to lie to her when he's saying, oh, yeah, um, you're not ready and they're not going to survive this. I think that's thing of just stay longer the same way that he's sort of dragging out everything a bit more say that though he does skip to the actual massacre he does he does do that so 
I guess he, I guess suppose it's acting in his own interests though that if he knows okay right yeah okay let's let's give them what they want then they want some answers let's skip them let's kind of they will trust it. me yeah, yeah. I, I think with them too it is a very complicated relationship it could be a case of she might genuinely not be ready but also i think for Elle's character once she's kind of got some sense of the power back if she thinks no but i need to act on this now she's not going to care if she's not ready because no. she needs to go and no. save the people so i think it's a combination of that really i think it's going to be interesting to see how that resolves that whole arc i think yeah no i it's it's one of the ones where it's very sort of like up in the air i guess like we know where it's going to get to but the how it's going to get there is is quite an interesting one like i am intrigued just to see how that's going to go because i don't know anything i'm very interested with the episode name being papa there are a few theories floating around about this so obviously i'm guessing it's going to be the end of papa which is why we're going to name it that but there have been a few things about who Earl's dad is i don't know if i subscribe to the theory i don't know if i support it i just really hope whatever it is they don't play it off as a really cheesy thing of henry could do the powers and he's really strong because of anger but l she can do it because of love and that's why you're gonna get the i love you from mike in his monologue which i'm conflicted on but you know it would technically still be character growth from mike i guess it would be character growth from mike because a lot of people and I have been saying as well that he's quite closed off this season and that he's very in with everything. So actually, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I'm not mad. I would have liked to have been more about himself, but I, I, I mean, I haven't heard the monologue. So actually, the I love you within that could be very about him and about how he's had to deal with all these things. So, yeah, we'll see. It could be along a similar vein of how nancy and jonathan when nan when jonathan talks about his parents and nancy talks about how karen and ted like there's no love there from what she sees it's a loveless marriage i actually from season four quite enjoyed karen and ted i was like this is quite a like cute dynamic yeah i wasn't mad at them i thought ted still you know but he, he comes out with the one-liners i thought i appreciate that yeah Karen and Ted's relationship kind of shifted after the whole Billy situation when Karen walks downstairs and she sees Ted and Holly in the chair. And I feel like from then, their relationship has felt healthier. But obviously, Nancy and Mike are old enough to remember what it was like before that. So Mike not saying he loves Elle could just completely stem from his own kind of ideas of love and family and how you show someone you love them like sort of in a different sense so yeah it it could sort of come from that and I guess that's then why we we see that and why we get that monologue what I will say on this actually I think I might have said this before but I'm going to say it again Mike does not have to say I love you if he doesn't want to. And I know that is a controversial opinion online, I think. No, that is also completely true. Like, he doesn't have to say that. That, and I, But I think, though, that comes with their storyline of kind of figuring each other out and knowing who yeah. 
they are as a couple as well as who they are apart. And yeah, we might be leading up to Mike saying that, but also Mike doesn't have to. And it doesn't mean he doesn't feel it. It might just be that he is not comfortable as a person saying, I love you as a thing. Yeah. And so I'm going to defend Mike Wheeler on that because I don't think many people are. (laughs) No, but you're completely right because I think that the way that Mike shows love is very obvious Mm. despite not saying it yeah so like even for like he was going to jump off the cliff for dustin he did jump off the cliff for dustin yeah literally he did jump off the cliff for dustin he never he doesn't go around to dustin being like love you bro but like he jumped off the cliff for him and like even taking the flowers to the airport and be like saying like there's your favorite colors all because in the letter she said I missed the flowers. He picked the flowers and took them and like, that's really sweet. And like, you could see the look on his face when he was reading the letter. He, you know, he obviously does love Elle and care about her, but yeah, there's, if that, he doesn't have to say it. And I agree with you. I think people aren't like defending him enough with that. I do think this is where, and this is something I also say every time as well. This is where you get your issue where one of your, leading guy characters is shoved right into the boyfriend role and you get this kind of situation where his storyline is leading up to saying i love you and we're not dealing what i mean i don't know as i said i haven't seen the monologue we haven't seen the last two episodes of season four and obviously we haven't seen season five we don't know where that's going but i don't know i just feel it's easy to moan about will's character but you can argue that will at least does actually kind of have some kind of arc even if it is very very in the background that is there whereas mike's arc since season three has been the boyfriend and it's like and that's why i was so glad that we see more of him again in season four and i'm not mad at what we're seeing that him as soon as annoyingly as soon as l goes we suddenly have that lead, yeah. which is sounds terrible. We suddenly have that leadership thing back again. He's trying to find her, and he's suddenly like, "We need to do this. We need to do that." And the whole thing with Susie was great because it's like, "Yeah, Mike's back again." We're seeing leadership, like Paladin yeah. Mike, going forth into action. And I don't know. It's. I just really hope that as soon as L is back, we don't then lose that again. And I hope that it kind of is a renewed thing of. Yeah, she's got the powers, and yeah, he loves her powers or not, but also they recognise that they are their own people, and we can make this work, but at the same time, we're not giving him the boyfriend role so much. I hope that him saying about working with Will and that he felt like he lost Will a bit and that they are best friends... I hope that isn't just a let's work together. Do you know what I mean? For this whole thing, I hope that once Ella's back, that continues and that he has realised, like, the people outside of Elle and the people that mean a lot to him that aren't just Elle. Speaking of emotional moments, Will and Jonathan hugging. We remembered they're related. They are brothers. Jonathan knows he has a brother. To be fair, yeah, Jonathan has been a great big brother this season like jonathan this season has been season one and two big brother jonathan byers and i love it like 
living for it and we get to see that and everyone online wants to ruin our fun and be like it's actually Vecna it isn't it's Jonathan like it's Jonathan obviously there's lots of theories as to why they're hugging the, the biggest being um it's Will's coming out scene in a kitchen I just enjoy that the internet has collectively gone yes that is the moment when it goes to yeah. volume two release and that is not the thing it's just like I lost my painting. It's going to be... <laughs> Dumb. Like, Dumb. like I brought this all along with me from California and I dropped it in the desert. The duffers say we see it. So we are going to yes, see Yes, they it. do. Apparently, there was an interview that came out. I think I'm assuming it was today. Um, they said there were many versions of the painting and they really hope we enjoy the one i say we like it's us personally i really hope that emily and ren enjoy the painting choice i hope i mean this has been specifically for us like they added that scene specifically for us on that note i would like to say thank you to those listening that recognize that we are a will bias podcast and a will bias podcast only (laughs) without without suggestions just being like i guess i'd like to see more will bias impressions maybe (laughs) who knows that was so funny. We, uh, I, I put out a post yesterday because um, I uploaded to the YouTube channel. I was like, what other videos would you like to see? And literally people were like, we'll buy his content. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, the thing's like, everyone is just like, yeah, that's that's what you talk about. I know, you know, but I am I am proud of this. Yeah. I will, yeah. I will take the route. I think we got another message ages ago as well when I said about the trailers and what do you want to see in a new trailer, which I will create soon. And it was like, oh, I just really enjoy it when Emily talks about Will Byers. Like, Thank you. Yeah. But, like, I feel like he's one of the most complex and interesting characters. And people just don't talk about He's also one of the best characters. He is the only character in Stranger Things. Will he Byers is the only, is ca- the only like- character in Stranger Things. And I stand by that. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. What do you think? Do you think it's a coming out? Do you think it's the time for a come? I mean, I don't know where they are. I assume it's a break off the road. Loads of people think it's Surfer Boy Pizza. Do you think it's the time for a coming out? I think if they're going to do it, I'm assuming this is early episode nine. That's where I'm yeah. going to assume this is. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to do it, that's your best place to do it. Because I think... As soon as you get back into Hawkins, you can't have like, oh, Jonathan, can I just, I, I know that everything's going wrong, but can I just pull you aside for a minute? Yeah. Like, you're not going to have that when we get to Hawkins. I feel like it, it's, it's a weird situation to be talking about this because we're in that thing where we've kind of had confirmation that that's what's going on with Will. But at the same time, we absolutely haven't. Mm-hmm. And it's not even on interpretation sense that we, we're getting things like, yes, the sexuality, sexuality will be addressed. And yeah, it's a thing of if there wasn't, you know, if he didn't maybe like boys or like boys and girls or that kind of thing. If that wasn't the answer, you would just say he just wants to grow up. Otherwise, you've got yourself stuck in a very unfortunate situation, which can make a lot of people annoyed. But, you know, you haven't had the confirmation that that's what's going on. So on some level, I don't want to look really silly and be like, this is going to be the coming out moment. If it's literally just him pulling a sign and be like, I feel really lonely and disconnected from my friends. Yeah. Um, But 
if that is the storyline they're going with, I do think that is probably it. Because also, Will, L, and, well, presuming L was there at that point, Will, L, and Argyle are not around. Yeah. And I think it just seems a bit convenient. And also, Jonathan, as people have noted, is the one going in for the hug. Yeah. It's not Will going for it. So it's it's some kind of comfort or some kind of okay. Yeah. You're and okay, I think if that makes sense. It gives me similar vibes to Robin and Steve in the bathroom in that it was, there was a lot of action and then a slight lull and then the finale. And I can see this being a similar thing. It's in... And like isolated, I'd say that in quotation marks, back room somewhere where there's no one else around. And I mean, obviously at that point, Robin and Steve, they were close, but they weren't like they are in season four. But she obviously trusts him enough, like the most to tell him. And uh, Jonathan is definitely the person that Will trusts the most, you know, so I think that is i could see sort of a parallel there and i mean assuming and like i said we are assuming um and thanks to finn wolfhard and david harbour for pretty much confirming but also not confirming um, and also every single interviewer saying about does so will's love for mike be addressed and no one really having any answer on the subject um so you know what i mean yeah i could see it being a similar sense of if l is back and Mike has said, I love you, Will kind of then says to Jonathan, like, and it, it isn't a coming out in the sense that he's straight up like, I like boys, it's a, um, I like him moment. Mm. And that's, See, yeah. I don't know if, I don't think we'll get a I like Mike. Really? I don't think we'll get that. I don't think so. I think, not to use Noah's up for interpretation line, but I'm wondering if by up for interpretation, he means it's going to be very, very heavily implied. But implied enough that you're like, I know exactly what's going on. Yeah. So I, I wonder if it's going to be more like that. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you'll get a name. I wonder if it'll be a kind of a thing of, I, I'm not like Mike and I'm not like Elle. And I'm, it's kind of like a, re, a rehash of the, yeah, I am a freak scene in yeah. season two. But with a lot more heavy implication of what's going on. Maybe you will get a, I've always preferred David Bowie over Kenny Rogers thing. Aww. Yeah, who knows? But do you know what I mean? I think it's going to be more. I would love that. I don't think it's going to be straight up that. But I wonder if it's going to be more uh, that kind of way of getting yeah. into it. Because also, see that. you know, if we are going with the lines of Will's figuring himself out, is he going to be at a point to be like, I like boys. Yeah. Just straight up like that. I wonder if it's going to be something of, I think this is that. And I feel different around. And it's kind of fluffed. Yeah. In that way. Because I think that people forget that. Like, I think, you know, there are obviously people when exploring and figuring out their sexualities that will know immediately like and will have always known like that that's who they are and that's great but there's actually a lot of people that will not know immediately and things will take them 
by surprise later in life you know like sexuality can be a really fluid thing and labels are really really great but can also be hard when you're trying to figure out if you don't exactly fit into one where do you then fit and I think that it can it can be quite difficult so I think I would like to see that I would like to see the realities of <laughs> that struggle I want to see Will suffer no but like in the sense of it would be nice to kind of see that there can be a lot of kind of fluidity within it and also fluidity when trying to figure it out yeah I would much rather see a storyline where Will is still figuring things out than him straight up no for me that is a lot more interesting but I want it to be known enough so that when it gets to season five, we're not still like, okay, you're going to go into it a bit more. And not that we should yeah. all. I mean, there has been a weird campaign, let's be honest, since I think season one or even season two, where there has been a lot of, we need to know, we need to know, we need to know, which I, do, I get, I, I do. But where you then get Mike being the boyfriend character, you don't want Will yeah. to then just be the gay character. And I think by asking all those questions all the time, you're accidentally putting him in that box. Yeah. And Maybe like, that's what Noah and Millie meant by their <laughs> interview, which kind of took the world by storm and everyone was very annoyed. But you are, you're kind of being like, this is who he is, he's that character. And that this can be the only thing that happens with him. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe... Maybe that is kind of what happens when you add too many people in a cast. I'm just saying. Yeah, let's move on <laughs> but like, from that. I think, I think, like for me personally, it would be more realistic for me to watch Will try and figure it out and not entirely know immediately because that is relatable for me especially at the age that Will is. Like, obviously there are some people at Will's age, there are a lot of people at Will's age that do know and know immediately and have, you know, they can, they use a label to identify themselves and that is the label that is there for the rest of their lives because they know. But like the label that I would have used when I was Will's age is not the label that I will use now. And like, it's taken a long time to get to that point. Like that's more real, that is more realistic for me personally than I then say watching like Robbins even though Robbins was amazing and I loved watching that and I loved seeing that and it was uh, such a well done coming out scene it was absolutely brilliant like and that is something that so many people can relate to and those people might not necessarily be able to relate to Wills as much whereas do you, do you know what I mean so I think seeing multiple experiences and multiple stories like that I think is really good because not one LGBTQIA plus person's experience is the same as another person's and I think to accurately portray and represent that community you can't have every single story be the same and every single coming out story be the same because that's not how it works that's not the realities of it so this has been nearly an hour of Will and Mike content. Should we yeah. move on to someone else now? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, why is Nancy the one that's being shown? I've seen a few people say this, and I think, I think I agree. I 
people have been saying it's simply because Nancy was a bit too curious and digging too much and was a little bit too close. So Henry being Henry and thinking he is above it all, he's kind of like, you know what, if you want to know, here you go. And I wouldn't be surprised. And I think it will be something that maybe, I don't know, maybe it will work to his advantage if we know that he is coming back for season five because yeah. Jane Campbell Bauer has a two season deal, as I said before. But I don't know. He kind of made that mistake with Elle with tricking her and then mm. letting her in and being like, I'm going to help you. So is he kind of doing exactly the same thing again? It's also reminiscent of the Billy as the mind flayer with Elle in season three. Yeah, it's very close to that as well. But no, I, I think that's probably what's going on with Nancy. I, I think it makes sense, especially since we see her in the lab. So I think it is a thing of like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan and... There is literally nothing you can do to stop me. And I think he's going to get a bit cocky. And I'm, to be honest, I'm absolutely living for it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're completely right. I think he is absolutely going to get a bit cocky. And it's going to be, it is going to be a, here's what I can do. Here's what you can look forward to me doing. And I think we sort of see Eddie and Steve and stuff back in the Upside Down. So I think that's when we're going to have Eddie play the guitar. And have his little... Yeah. I think Ed is dead. Sorry, everybody that has fallen in love with Eddie Munson. I think the boy is dead. He's going to be killed by Demobats when he's playing his guitar. Um, I'm still holding As I on said to before, my... it's weird that Eddie has a silent D at the beginning of his name. A silent B, B at silent the beginning B. of his name. Um, How strange. I think... Or there could be a D. Deddy. Deddy. It's in the name. Yeah. I think as well that there is definitely something in Robin looking at the cassette tapes by Nancy's bedside table. I think that that is going to be that she tells Eddie what song to play. Like, definitely. Yeah, that that could work. I didn't think of that because obviously they can't exactly play a cassette because yeah. they are in Eddie's place. What is Eddie? How is Eddie going to do like a, a completely rock version of, I don't know, like Madonna? <laughs> Please. But at the same time, absolutely give it to me. I need yeah. to hear... A rock version of no, like a prayer. Oh, <gasps> like a prayer. Oh, is it out? It's like a prayer out. Carry on with the conversation. I'm going to do. <laughs> um, but no, I do think that there was just like a lot of Robin looking around Nancy's room. Like it was a funny moment. Like when she was like, "There's a tiny ballerina in here." Like th- that's good. Was it not out? No, 1989. <sighs> that's it's not going to be in Stranger Things at all. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Henry is also going to know that, that she's been to see Victor. So he's also going to know that she will know that music helped in some way. But I'm also wondering, mm-hmm. does music actually help in the way we're thinking? It's, I think a lot of people are like, it's the one cure and it's the one thing that's going to save them. But all it is is just kind of making people think, I can hear something there. I, I don't think it's like the magic potion no it's a everyone's thinking it's that music activates a part of your brain that the rest of things don't so if someone's shouting at you and being like wake up Christy you're not going to hear that but playing the music you would hear because it activates a different part that is not necessarily then under the control of Henry yeah um which is probably time I do think he know he's going to be knowing about that though 
Yeah. So he's going to know there are other ways to get around that. Yeah. You know so what I mean? We'll so. Maybe that's what it is. And that's why Eddie plays his guitar very loudly. Like, because it's loud to try and, like, mm. get in, maybe. But yeah, I mean, we see that. At the same time, I'm like, I think Henry's clever on that. I can't believe I'm becoming like a Henry Krill number one stan here. Like, Henry is so much cleverer than that. Henry's so clever. (laughs) Henry just knows everything. You've been watching too many fans. Do do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been watching that one edit that's just been going around. (laughs) No, I do do know what you mean. They're like, it'll be, yeah, to see how he then. I think he's smarter than that. And I think I know that. L was, what? The age keeps changing. Like eight or nine, or seven, eight or nine, however old she was, when the events of the massacre was going on. So I, I know that it's probably going to be easier for her to trust in a way, if, especially if she's having to trust Brenna the entire time. But the way he manipulated her with everything, he knows how to play people. He, he knows he does. how things work. And he played his entire family when he was, what, 12? <laughs> Yeah. So, and he's going to know that music got his dad going. He even said, I mean, whether it was his plan, he said that was the plan all along. So it was actually the plan to let Max go away. So, yeah. he, so he can see into her mind and be like, okay, so that's Lucas, that's Dustin, that's Mike. Will's safe because <laughs> we only saw Will <laughs> hugging Mike in it. Um, and obviously, and, then, and that's Elle. So, because, I mean, in my mind, he gave up halfway in that dear billy scene if he really wanted to he could have got her back it was a huh i am curious exactly exactly henry krill knows what's going on he does he absolutely does um and it was yeah he could have got her back but it was definitely like a curiosity huh you're how have you been able to do this? And then that does, does kind of make me wonder, you know, if he has kind of been, if there is a something in the theory of he has been sending out his little minions to do stuff. If then he's finally like, oh, this is the group of kids that have been doing all of this. And now I can kind of see why. And now I'm really curious kind of thing. So, yeah, I would I would find that quite. Yeah, I find that quite interesting. Um, and yeah, I do agree with you. I think he's just showing Nancy to be like, you're all going to die goodbye um but he won't kill her then he won't try and kill her then he will show her no absolutely and he not will let her go yes exactly yeah exactly because he's 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 cocky and he knows he's gonna win in his he's mind. playing the game exactly yeah and that is what makes number one a good villain because in his mind he doesn't think he's a villain that he's yeah. doing everything correct he's doing everything for the greater good even when he was in the that scene with Elle, he's like, no, no, I haven't tricked you. I've saved you because I'm doing this right. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's why things like Chamber of Secrets is an influence. And also that reveal, I know it wasn't a Tom Marvola riddle, I am Lord Vogel thing, but... But it was, the, though. Switching the, to be number yeah. one. That's the same thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. The final thing that I think we need to talk about before we wrap this up is brief moment at the very end... L is stood in front of the crew house door, but inside the house. There are a lot more things going on in that that a lot of people are assuming. Okay, I'm going to paraphrase this briefly before saying there are a lot of leaks going around as 
to something that is going on with a certain character, which I will not say, but if you have seen the leaks... Yeah, I won't say that because that's a big... Know, yeah, that's big. Yeah, exactly. You you will know what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I wonder if some of the scenes we are seeing are to do with the, the piggyback little reference, because we know that is called, in other languages, Eleven's Plan. Yes, so, I agree. what is Eleven's plan? And we know that the snowball features from 1984. That was in the SFX magazine, and we see little clips of it there. Yeah. Why would that be there if we weren't looking into things and seeing moments in memories? Yeah. Maybe. And we know that it's... Yeah, the, it also translates to Elle's plan, but also a piggyback is when you are essentially, like, getting a lift from someone else. Like, you are on their back and they are carrying you around. So is that metaphoric for someone essentially showing Elle other things and carrying her through memories? Because, yeah, she needs that, like, lift in to... Because arguably, we know of another character... um, Henry Creel, who apparently I'm a bit obsessed with at the moment. I don't know why it's coming across like this, but apparently I am. Um, we know that technically, doesn't he piggyback off people? That he kind of jumps in, sees what's going on. So I'm guessing then Elle's going to do the same thing. She's going to jump into someone, try and see what's going on, stop it from the inside. That's, that's what I'm going to say there. So, sticking with Hawkins, because I feel like Eleven's plan, the piggyback is going to happen within Hawkins. There are a few other things we see. We see them kind of prepping into the crew house. Obviously, they're in a van. I don't know where they got this van from. There are a few people saying this is Eddie's trailer that they're now driving. It doesn't really look like that to me. I can see why we're getting that, but to me, it just looks like a camper van. So, I mean, I guess theft doesn't really matter at the end of the world. No. Um, No. No. And we, we get a few oh, ominous messages. We get the, I don't think we're going to be, you might not make it out of this one, line from Robin, if that doesn't set the tone for the end yes. of season four, then I don't know what does. That's very serious coming from Robin. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think on some level, I think they all kind of know we're not stopping this. I, and I think no one really wants to say that. And I think when you get that moment, from Will in the cabin, which I'm going to assume is going to be one of the very, very last moments, because why would they suddenly all be at the cabin? He kind of says that similar thing of, he's not going to, whether that he is, as we addressed earlier, he's not going to stop until he's taken everyone, or everything, whatever that line was. So, you know, I I don't think it's really ending on an optimistic note for everyone. I think we're all feeling a bit pessimistic about it all. And even the looks on their faces throughout the whole of the trailer, there isn't really any smiling. <laughs> it's all like very... Dustin looks yeah. distraught. And people are like, it's Steve, but I think it's Eddie. Yeah, I, I think we see that Eddie and Dustin are kind of paired together in the Upside Down. We saw that in the very first trailer for volume... Well, it was meant to be for... It was really volume one, but it was for the entirety of season four. Yeah. That we know they're kind of back to back and then we have that shot where they're sitting next to each other. So I think we're setting up for something there. And also you can kind of read when he's shouting and it looks like he's saying, eh, um, yeah. which 
Steve doesn't have the same mouth placement. Um, so I'm guessing it's a shout for Eddie. And just, uh, yeah, everyone just kind of looks really, really down <laughs> for the entirety. Hope, hopeless. Yeah. And maybe it makes me sound awful, but I'm kind of living for the vibes. Me too. Yeah, me too. I think, like, not it's about time, but, like, in the sense of it does make it feel... Like, we've been told every season, this season's darker, but this season really does feel like the end of the world. Like, Hmm. as in, like, the literal end of Hawkins, in the sense of they can't stop it. They've kept trying and they can't stop it. And I think, yeah, that... You can feel it's that. It's like in this... the same realm where at the end of episode, or in episode seven when they're in Russia, and I said the moment I saw that Demogorgon, I've never been so happy to see a Demogorgon go on a murderous yeah. rampage in my life. Because <laughs> it, it was just like a moment like, oh, here we go, finally, we're getting, we got the creatures back again. Yeah. And I don't know, the joy it brought me. <laughs> and the I mind players in Russia. You know what would be an interesting twist? And... They won't do it because they, they won't. <laughs> and also, uh, Joyce Byers would never allow this to happen. But wouldn't it be funny if they were just like, Will could see things with the Mind Flayer? If the Mind Flayer's yeah. here, let's Take put it back. back. Yeah. And I, and I know they won't because Joyce Byers is not letting the Mind Flayer anywhere near Will. But it's a way to kind of track him isn't it she also doesn't know they're in hawkins yet no so yeah that's that's interesting like they wouldn't she wouldn't know enough to be able to bring it but like can you imagine they like they take the mind flare on on a plane (laughs) just in in a little jar just carry it there's like you've got any cases like Claire no as it's like bashing against the cases you know that's so funny oh my god please can they take the mind flare on a plane that would be so funny I mean if Murray can take all that equipment they can take the mind flare why not just no one quite no one could question it just be like excuse me do you want to explain the uh, the dust I'd be like no it's fine just yeah, it's my, my very over <laughs> overactive cat. Um, As everyone else just on the plane suddenly goes, oh, he likes it cold, and all that kind of thing. <laughs> and everyone touches their neck in unison on the flight. The other final thing is that we have, I think Max is in the background while Lucas gets into a fight with Jason and the frat boys, which is a plot that I understand why it was there but didn't need as much of it as we got i've seen a few people online saying has jason interrupted a plan that they had with the krill house or he interrupts lucas needing to keep an eye on max it feels very duffer brothers to do that especially since it's the season of suffering so i I do wonder if it's gonna be that they've almost they've almost got it and they've almost got that insight. And then Jason's just kind of come in, been like, Sinclair, you're you're with Eddie and those freaks? Or something like that. Yeah, like when Steve knocks on the door at 
the buyers in season one. I don't think it will go as well as Steve helps. Uh, like, like obviously Steve helped. But oh no, I don't it's think definitely Jason's, not going to be that. Jason's not going to help, but it'll be similar vibes where it's like, oh my god, this is the and like when Billy shows up in two, it's like, oh my god, can you just not right now, mm. not right now. Yeah. Um, it's going to be one of those things, I think. Basically, the trailer has just elevated my stress levels for volume two. Um, and I simultaneously cannot wait for the 1st of July while also terrified at the fact that we will have the last two episodes and then we will have to wait like two years. Final predictions, really, really quickly. Go. Oh, Eddie's Eddie, Murray, Owens, Brenner, dead. Elle cannot defeat Vecna. The leak that we've seen that I won't say, I think will be true. Um, and I think that's it. I mean, I, I think that the theories about him, like, as in Vecna, like, having control and stuff and having control out of all the upside down. But we've kind of gone into that. So those are my, like, rush predictions. Yeah. Um... I think we are going to get Mind Flyer Mind, Demogorgon's body. I think we're going to get that as an explanation. As much as I want the Mind Flayer to be the overarching thing, I, I don't think it will. No. Um, I'm not going to say anything about Upside Down being frozen in time when Will's missing because we're not going to get the answer to that anyway. That's been confirmed. Um, I, In that case, I don't think we'll get... If Will is a sleeper agent, we're not going to get that in season four either. That'll be a season five thing. Yeah. Um, as well. I Basically, I have predictions for season five. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I think... I... I don't think Will's going to get Vecna. I think... Yeah. I think Henry is going to want to keep him... And I don't know why, but I think... No, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be more that kind of thing that I think Will's going to be useful and he'll... And because I've said as Harry's a bit cocky and thinks he's on top of it, I think he will see that Will can sense him and be like, I'm going to play off of that and that is going to be my way of getting to you rather than everything else i wonder if it would be a thing of not that he can turn it off and on when he wants because we said about being activated when he yeah. needs you but i wonder if it'll be a thing of he'll activate him and then during the piggyback he won't be activated because he doesn't want to be seen yeah i could see that and that's what i wonder if it'll be yeah i think i agree with you on that actually definitely agree with you on that actually um, most important prediction though, what's the painting? My final prediction is, see, I want to say swing set. I do. That is my like the first day they met. I want to say it's that. There is a part of me that does think it might just be like all of them, but I think yeah, yeah. So that is that is a high prediction, but I think swing set day they met, or them at Castle Buyers. I hope it's swing set. Wild card option because you said Castle Buyers. We were Mike and Castle Buyers. 
because maybe they sat in there as a child. Yeah, that's yeah. It um, could be them because like, I, I, Casper's is a strong contender for me. But I think my order of likelihood is swing set, castle buyers, all of them. Yeah. My only thing that puts me off it being the swing set is because they couldn't even remember his birthday, and it's in the same episode. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that that's who puts me off. That anyway, that's it. That's that was an episode. That's our final thoughts before volume two. We will see you all on the other side. But before you do that, your places you can find us, and that's wherever you can find a podcast. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Hawkins Do Coffee Podcast. We will see you after Stranger Things season four, volume two, over and out.